What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. We are dudes talking news, sports, and God, and thus all the sound effects because we are going to bring Funko Pop Greg Walden back into the mix today. We'll get to that in just a second. Hey, we are dudes talking news, sports, and God. I like to, I always forget to mention this. We thank you for everyone that listens or dials in or shares. And on my little uh, anchor podcast app thingy, it gives us uh, some analytics and it shows people that have listened to the podcast at least one time. And it's really kind of cool. Here's the countries that uh, people have dialed in from. Here we go. United States is our primary. Mm-hmm. Australia, Canada, Ireland, Brazil, Germany, Russia, United Kingdom, Netherlands, Portugal, India, France, Belgium, Romania, Costa Rica, South Africa, Norway, Thailand, Iceland, Slovenia, China, our favorite Digibooty, South Korea, Hong Kong, South Korea, Hong Kong, Italy, Spain, Mexico, New Zealand, Singapore, Fiji, Japan, Philippines, Lesotho, Montenegro, Kenya, United Arab Emirates, Honduras, and Turkey. Good night. Uh, we're international. We have oh, had someone from all of those countries yeah. listen to the Modern Christian the News that, Podcast. The one that concerns me most is Russia. Yeah. Like, why are they... Why are they listening? <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, there you go, guys. We're going to talk a lot of fun stuff today. But first, we have to bury Funko Pop Greg Walden yep. because our friendship yeah. on the verge. Basically, I'm evaluating our friendship as oh, we no. speak. Funko Pop Greg Walden bought the GoPro Hero 10. Uh, <laughs> who won the bet? That's all I want. Oh know. man, I just who don't won have the any money. We I took, can't afford it. Uh, we you took know, bets. We did actually, Jared. Jeremiah okay, when I we because we bets. called you that and said we were going to make place bets on it, did you already have or order the funk, the GoPro Hero Ten when we asked you that question? Uh, can I, is there a Fifth Amendment on this one here? <laughs> well, see, I, I, I said I said my my statement was is that he will order it before Tuesday, which, which was right. our our next right. our next uh, podcast, and I think you had it before the next Tuesday. Actually, yeah, I came in on Tuesday. Oh. Yeah. I was right. I ordered today. It came out on Thursday. We knew Thursday. it was coming yeah. as soon as they announced it. Yeah. I tried to resist. Like, oh, it lasted all but 30 minutes. <laughs> you lasted 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes. And I'm sure you've probably used it on uh, those uh, all those mountain bike runs you've been doing each and every day. Yeah. So I'm sure you got some good test footage on it. Well, I had, you know, it takes time to edit the videos, you know. <laughs> you know 64 gigabytes is a lot, of, a lot of video to go through and edit and oh, cut no. and all that stuff. All right. So those that are listening, the moral of the story is Greg Walden, Funko Pop Greg Walden is... The richest modern Christian dude on the podcast. <laughs> he, yeah, you've fallen off the bus again. Yeah. Well, I, I know, guess, you know. It, and I'm getting ready. I'm, re, you know, I'm getting ready to go on this trip. You know, for four missions to give to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know, I'm it, n- there's no self gain out of this. And I'm like, Greg, can you give me a ride up and back? He's like, Well, as long as you pay for all the gas money, and you know, you, he's suckering oh, all this money out of me. But You're really good. <laughs> We love you. I'd Greg feel Walden. bad about yourself. We love Funko Pop Greg Walden. We love you. Greg I love that guilt shaming tactic, you know. <laughs> so, so, so he's yeah. he's. We should. Call I'm a little more committed to the gospel than Funko Pop Greg Walden is. New, Let's just say new, new name for for Greg Walden is Funko Funko Pro. Funko Go Pro. Funko Pro. Greg Walden. Funko Pro. Greg Walden. Fun- All right. Funko. We're going to leave it at that, Greg Walden, and we'll allow the Holy Spirit and yourself <laughs> to, to convict you. 
have further dialogue regarding your lifestyle. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, hey, let's get right into it. Um, you know, I'm I've been I'm always a big movie guy. Love the action mm-hmm. films. Love Marvel, cinematic MCU, all those kind of things. And we're heading in, heading into the winter season here. Spider Man is going to be coming out. Oh, yeah. Matrix Four. Problems though, that Disney just had to sue. Uh, for copyright Sony? terminations, yes. For I, I saw Spider-Man, Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow. There's a bunch of them that they're having to sue to keep rights for. Oh, so that along with you know Black Widow suing Disney as well. I don't know. There there might be problems in the Disney Kingdom. Yeah. So anyway, this one was until Avengers Endgame was the biggest film or mm-hmm. money making film of all time. Avatar. What's your guys' yep. take on Avatar? Were you guys I, big I Avatar it, people? I saw it twice in theaters. Okay. That, that's how much I enjoyed it. Yep. I saw it when it, I saw it on a video. It came on DVD. And I, 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 a funny story too. I was in the midnight release. I, I went to the midnight release of Avatar when it came out. Okay. Because the on big Blu-ray. thing for Avatar was really the in terms of the filming was a lot of the green screen, blue screen, yeah. and what else was yep. I mean it known for. Obviously, it just push the envelope just of fantasy, filming yeah. and all those kind of things. Yeah, but anyway, you know what's funny. I don't think it's the best movie of all time. I was the only one that was there for the midnight release. Wow, <laughs> was it? So, I mean, where would you rate it on your move top top ten, top, top five? I would say it's on top ten. I for me, top I, ten, the back end of the it. top ten. Yeah, it's not on top ten for me. I wouldn't put it. I mean, yeah. I definitely would put a ton of Marvel movies up there. Uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah, Lord of the Rings, some Star Wars stuff. Yeah, Star Wars is on top ten for me, but it was good, and so, it's but I didn't movie. totally fall in love. Anyway, Avatar two is coming out. It's almost been ten years, right? A decade D- or more. Disney signed like seven of those movies. They they like confirmed that they're going to do seven of those movies. Wow. All right, so December sixteenth, twenty twenty two, is the release for Avatar two. We can hope. We can hope. Yeah. So I think that's a. I'm trying to think here. I didn't pull out the whole article, but basically, uh, you know, COVID kind of messed up some of those kind of things. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Avatar well, 2. He actually had the, th- the idea for that movie years ago, even before it released. Didn't have technology, they right? Didn't to have do the technology yeah. to do it. Yeah. That's the, and there's a lot of movies like that. I think they should come yeah. back around yeah. and do now because of technology and those kind so. of things. But they could also ruin some too. Yeah, He Man. I I think they need a new He Man because did you see yeah. the old '90s like He Man? Have you seen that one? It's pretty bad. Oh. It is like yeah. It was much it better. Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, it's Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is what's cool is like now now the fans, yeah, at home are making really good edits of like if you uh, remember last year when they they released a new uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan fight scene. Uh, from their New Hope, I hadn't seen it. They're making like fake trailers and stuff Ooh, on YouTube. No, the guy, the about? guy, the guy actually, he actually took the the Obi Wan and, and uh, Vader fight scene from the original New Hope, and he kind of and he updated it with the current type of a technology style. It was it was it is like mind blowing awesome. Yeah, I'm like I want to just cut that into the That's, original movie. Speaking of Obi Wan, that that series is supposed to be coming out next year. Mm-hmm. The uh, Ewan McGregor, yeah, I'm still surprising his role. And uh, I, I saw a poster and Darth Vader's in the background. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited for that one. There, and then, there'll then probably Boba, be like a thing where you can pay extra money to watch it early. And Funko yeah. Pop, Greg Walden will get that. Yeah. As long as I can come over and eat some. Hey, y'all, welcome. As long as we can come over and eat some. We'll cook, we'll cook waggy, waggy boogers. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Along those lines with that, uh, the Space Force, I'm a huge fan. Uh-huh. It is, it's a real deal. Shout yeah. out. Former President Donald Trump started, initiated oh, yeah. the Space Force. That is, that's like, that's got to be Scott, the most epic move of any yeah. president ever. It's a, it's a legit, I think people <laughs> think it's fake. Right. We need a Space Force. Right. Otherwise, Elon and as much yeah. as we love Elon, Jeff yeah. Bezos and uh, Richard Bronson, they're yeah. going to be all doing all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. up there before yeah. we get control over this thing. Yeah. So. It's the new international waters. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, some people call them futuristic. Other, their new take on the classic double-breasted tunic. But it seems everyone has a reaction to the new space uniforms that the chief of space operations, General John Raymond, unveiled at a conference this weekend. To many, the uniforms remember, remember, resemble, pardon me, those worn by officers in the sci-fi TV series Battlestar Galactic in the 2000s. Did you guys see that one? No. I was no. not a fan of, like, I, I, I guess did. there's an old school, old school yeah. Battlestar Galactic. Yep. The one in, I think you'd like the one in 2000s. I got 2000s. hooked on it, completely yeah. hooked on it. I've never gotten into that that realm. So, I used to watch the original Battlestar Galactica. That was awesome. The Space Force uniform combines a dark blue jacket with gray pants. Its buttons prominently feature the delta shape that the service adopted soon after its creation and which has frequently been compared to the Starfleet emblem from the venerable Star Trek franchise. The six buttons symbolize the Space Force's status as the sixth branch of the U.S. military. Raymond said Tuesday as two guardians, the name of the Space Force service members uh, modeled the uniforms, and there you go. Yeah. Now we have the I Space think Force that's uniforms. epic. I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. I'm I don't I doubt my wife will be a promoter of my two boys going into the military, <laughs> but if I could suggest it. a branch of military push for them to go into force. the space force. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to? That awesome. if if I was, you know, if I was a teenager I'd be like I'm definitely going to try to get in the, the space force. Absolutely. I, I, would. I still think they should have adopted the uh, original uh, Rathacon uh, Star Trek uniform. Since since we're in the uh, this realm of of fan space tv shows did you did you see who jeff bezos is shooting into space next no i did not the one and only you ready greg walden to to shout from the top (laughs) who's it william shatner oh they're shooting they're shooting william shatner into space he's 90 years old he's 90 wow that's what it said it said he's 90 years old and they're gonna be launching him into space on the next blue origin mission (laughs) Houston, yeah, that's a yeah, person a that problem. deserves his <laughs> body so. when he dies. His body to be. They just need to launch him out. Launched there. into space, right? Oh, well, they already launched uh, Gene Roddenberry's uh, ashes out there. Yeah, it's floating around they there somewhere to, in orbit. They need to put like a little TV screen in there too, of like it just runs on loop of all of his <laughs> Star Trek episodes. Yeah, so that way when aliens see him, they're like, oh, this was a. This was a legend. <laughs> right. Freeze yeah. his body, put in all the, the episodes yeah. so that when aliens... And have, have me like yell Khan every hour. Khan! <laughs> and also, uh, in our favorite realm of uh, people we, we could never reach, the uh, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, did you hear what happened? Bill Gates threw both Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos under the bus Uh-oh. and said that climate change is more important than launching into space. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. that they're getting so hyped up about yeah. space. We have enough problems here on Earth, right. et cetera, those kind of yep. things. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not take, really. Take that as you will. <laughs> I don't know why, just when I scroll through news, another one, this is like on climate, I saw an article, Tom Brady just bought a new $6 million yacht, yeah. and they're burying him a little bit because his wife, Giselle, is one of these big green planet, protect the planet right. people. <laughs> I am partially a protect the planet person. I believe in EVs, et cetera, some of the other things. Me are, too. Uh, vital to the planet i think 
um, reducing your carbon footprint, et cetera. But anyway, they're giving her a hard time because this brand new yacht that he got, it takes like uh, 80, 80 gallons of gasoline per hour or something. Oh. It is like a massive Oops. gas guzzler that is completely horrible. See, but, but it, you know, I love the plan. It draws in the question, know. what's necessary? Why do you need a yacht that big? Like, yeah. I don't understand. It's yeah. like, why do you need a whole cruise ship to yourself? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Yep. Funko Pop Greg Walden. Funko Pro Greg Walden. I will now allow you to talk. Funko what do you have Pro. over there? <laughs> oh, okay. Besides yeah. buying the GoPro Hero 10, which came out. We do expect a review of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get one. How good is it? I have don't you know. even taken it out of the box yet? Oh, it's out of the box. I just okay. haven't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, did the firmware. He's really going to push the limits of that thing yeah. sitting in his office desk all day long. You know, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't yeah. overheat. <laughs> well, it does, you know, they say it overheats after about 25 minutes. I haven't found that yet, but. But, <laughs> but it's got a rear facing camera now, too. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. The nine had it, too, but they supposedly fixed the uh, latency issue with the, uh, with the uh, nine audio had. Audio and video. Oh, the audio is great. The audio on nine was super. I mean, of course, I mean, some people are like, well, I was like, Again, it's an action camera. You know, it's not right. not something you're gonna professionally, you know, use. But right. for an action camera, the audio was actually pretty excellent. Gotcha. Uh, but anyways, uh, all that besides, so we'll go to sports. The Chiefs lost again yesterday. Dude's talking one new sports. Like, yep, that's that's an and, issue. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and and the Buccaneers lost, so they got their first loss of the of the yes, season. They did. Ooh, SoFi Stadium, the new SoFi Stadium in L.A. Yeah, all the stars were out. Yep. To watch Rams, the Rams. Rams uh they, they one up to Brady there. Yeah, I haven't been I haven't paid attention to any football. No, I, whatsoever. I just watched the score. I was, I was on Facebook and somebody was like complaining about the Chiefs, so I looked at the score they lost. But uh, yeah. I also saw this this morning that the longest field goal in NFL history was done at the Ravens and Lions game yesterday. Who got it? The Ravens or Lions? The Ravens. In fact it was the game winner. Uh, Justin Tucker is the uh, field goal kicker for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and right at the end of the game, basically at a few seconds, and they were like way back, so like they sent out the kicker. How how many yards? Sixty six. Sixty six yards. And uh, that's impressive. Yeah. And so he kicked the ball, and it went, and it basically, and it basically hit the crossbar, and uh, bounced up and then over. Wow. And it kind of close. Yeah, it was. It, it was definitely. Uh, it could have been. You know, it was definitely on the hair. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it's now the longest NFL field goal in history. That beats the 2013 of 64 yards. Wow. Well, which uh, which game was that? I can't remember. What it it just saying. says it just gave the name of the person. Uh, see here, it was done by Matt Prater, whatever team oh, he okay. was with. But, wow. Yeah, it's a long ways. You yeah. said you had a. Dude in high school that kicked yeah, the 60 Yeah, yeah, his name was Nathan. Uh, 60? Nathan Knuffman. He, he was 50, his 50 yard field goals when he was yeah. uh, uh, in eighth grade, I think. But he was a soccer player that converted to a kicker. Okay. And then he actually, I think he actually ended up going to a D1 school and uh, and kicking for them for, for a couple of years too. But, but yeah, no, it was, yeah. I mean, a high school football team that can consistently rely on 40 yard field goals, you know, that's a game changer yeah. in high school football. So, so they interviewed him after the game, and he goes, "Yep, I just had to give up a little bit of that technique and just get that extra power in there." And has right. some, he goes, "He had some divinely inspired something, and yeah, and he got it." So, all right, what else you got over there? That's it. Ben Askew, 
AKA I, that, King Ranch. I went through mine. You. I went through mine. William Shatner was my my exciting news. Okay. I just can't believe that they're gonna, he's actually going to go to space. And he's 90. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah, he's he's up there. I didn't realize he was that old. But it makes sense, though, because his Star Trek days were, was that 60s or 70s? Uh, 60s, 70s. 60s. And he had, then he was in the movies during the 80s and right. early 90s. Yeah. So. I wonder if the, uh, which I haven't really dived into a lot, I wonder if the... Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, their spaceships or mm-hmm. the what's man, I'm uh, not Starlink, but what is SpaceX? I wonder SpaceX. If SpaceX yeah. I've never heard a lot of talk about the physiological effects of traveling in those spaceships versus yeah. like NASA's. Old, is it right. got has it got a lot better? Is it yeah? The, well, the only, I think the thing that less taxing the, on the body. The takeaway that I got from the last two have been that it's cramped, and that people have been complaining like that like so. The Blue Origin one that they shot the, uh, oh, there's an 87-year-old woman or something like that. And they, they were talking, like, complaining how cramped it was. But they were a bunch of, like, millionaires. So it was, yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's like what did you expect? <laughs> you know, it's like you expected a, the, the, the first class, <laughs> you know, to space. Right. And then, and then I think Elon just shot up in the space where complaining about the toilet. Which I, I didn't read into it to see what it was about the toilet they were complaining about. Right. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. But I mean, at least they had a pretty good view, right? Because the the te- <laughs> I, the game plan. I, now I forget this YouTube channel that I follow, but they did talk about that as far as Elon Musk does have that in his brain when you starships or spaceships that you see mm-hmm. on movies where they're just walking around and there's no gravity. Yeah. Like he has a plan for that. Right. To develop ships where you can just actually be walking, walking around. around and, right. Not just floating around, et cetera, all yeah. those kind of things. I don't know how they how to do that. Somebody smarter than me is going to have to figure that one out. But No, I'm excited. It's interesting to see. Toasty, that's the, uh, if you're looking for a good YouTube channel, Toasty, they do a ton of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's exciting to me to, to watch and, and see where this is going, you know. I mean, a lot of us, it. you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive during the moon landings, but. Right, it, I feel like the, it's the biggest that. thing is is it going to happen? Is like there's so much talk, right, and plans, oh, and they are putting stuff in. If space, there's anybody that's going to get it done, it's Elon. Yeah, like he's he's a person that he says something, and you're, you can pretty much guarantee. He's like the Mars thing, I still yeah. I'm still a little bit perplexed. Yeah, that like forty was that forty years ago we landed on the moon, right? But we've in that amount of time, yeah. how we haven't got someone on Mars yet? Yeah. Well, if it's possible or even yeah. the moon again, you know, I still it's interesting that I, I watched a video the other day about the moon landings and all the people that talk about how the moon landings were faked and all that stuff. Yep. Well, they say there, there's a forensic scientists that have gone through with those photos and say that they are impossible to replicate because of the way that the shadows are parallel with each other. Okay. Is in correlation to the moon's distance to the sun. It would be impossible for the time back in that date not to have the multiple shadows in, you know, you know, when, yeah. you, when you use a light, you have multiple shadows from different okay. angles, right. From different lights. But with the sun's distance to the moon, the, the parallel shadows was like proof. And it like the, the technology didn't exist for them to light that a sound stage to take the, to take fake moon landing photos. Okay. So, they're going through, and it's like, and they didn't have the <laughs> editing technology that we do today, so it would have been yeah. impossible. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Uh, I have a brother-in-law that is a big flat earther. Mm-hmm. You know, thinks all that's a hoax. So, 
He thinks, what? I, oh, the moon landing is a well, hoax? Well, yeah, because if you're a flat earther, then you roll with that. Right. Is lumped into that. Okay. Thinking, just most flat category. earthers believe the moon landings <laughs> and all that is fake. So yeah. well, if you want to sit down with him, he'll... I don't understand. It's tempting. I, I don't understand <laughs> how that... I'll sit down with him and like, actually, it's it's uh, some of the thinking and the way they explain it, like, hmm, maybe the earth is really flat. And yeah. Never well, then the, you look at every celestial object in the sky, right. they're all around. But they're all I mean, facing us. They're all well, flat, but they're all facing us. That's the thing. <laughs> so flat earthers think it's a disc. Yeah. It's a round disc. It could be like a little string that holds it up, you know, like, like, like a little kaleidoscope thing or something. Maybe. I'm, Who I'm knows? Sorry. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Here, here, I don't care. <laughs> I know. Well, that's it's the like, thing. That's, that's the, the thing. Getting into spiritual talk, what, uh, here's, here, here's my thinking, and I'm thinking from a spiritual perspective. If the earth was flat, would that change anything in regards to my salvation right. and my belief system? Not a I don't think so, right? So I think Not I'm okay. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I could roll with it if that's I wanted to or not yeah, but that's, <laughs> stay that's where a, I'm at as a round earth. That's earther. the thing. that People get so so hyped up on, on, these, on different subjects like that, and it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't have blue. It doesn't affect your life. <laughs> it doesn't affect your life at all. Like what? It's like you still go to work and come home. You know, feed your kids. You know, be a good person. Like it affects your life zero. Whether or not the Earth is flat or a sphere. So what does it matter? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that's just kind of my thoughts on it. All right. Anything else, guys? There, uh, news, sports, etc. I don't have any oh. more news. Okay. It was pretty quiet this week. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into some spiritual talk. Uh, I'm really focused on my training for the I Will Finish Missions campaign and those kind of things. And so uh, all my world is trying to tie in spiritual truth with riding a bicycle. Yep. Discs. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. No, I just really, the thought I'm munching on, I'm getting into the book of Galatians in our local church. And I really am. I know we've discussed it, but I still am. I talked about this Sunday, and I was getting pretty excited on Sunday, I think, a little bit. but Yeah, you're a little fire brimstone. Yeah. You got so, <laughs> But was the, the whole thought of Paul, and he was talking about, you know, the, the phrase I hung on in Galatians 1 where he's saying, I'm astonished, perplexed, I'm irritated, basically versions that you could read about people that were abandoning the gospel or leaving the yeah. gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And they were doing it. Uh, primarily, he was addressing religion as far as they were going back to Old Testament Jewish ways. Mm-hmm circumcision being a big thing, uh, talking about, you know, practicing and, and he's pounding this message that no, it's, you know, we're now, it's the grace of God and it's the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ on the cross that has now, that's our means to salvation. And it's through faith and belief and that sacrifice and the, the repentance and turning to Jesus Christ is yeah. what is salvation now, not right all this other stuff, you know, right. Uh, that, that is the goal. So he was really hopping on that, but you know, still the overall, uh, thinking being like, you know, there's people that grab hold of the gospel and then they let distractions and, and all these other things begin to allow them to turn away from the gospel. And I, I, you know, I'm just seeing this culture and this world where so many people are wa- turning from the gospel yeah. to another gospel, to other ways. And yeah, you know, what is truth? How do we live truth? What, you know, is it, yeah. is my form of Christianity right? Is it wrong? Is it need changed? Is it corrected? Have I drank the Kool-Aid of right. some wacky religion that I think is Christianity? You know, I think about that. Yeah. yeah. And I, the thing that you're talking about is, is the grace people relying on grace for their, their salvation. And, uh, you know, even like whether, whether or not you are in grace, it's like eventually that, that kind of stuff 
you're in sin, you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm in grace. I can do this a little bit, right? <clears throat> a little bit becomes more and more and more and more until mm-hmm. you, you completely lose yourself, you know? Yeah. I joked last night when we were talking to a guy in church, and <laughs> I said it facetiously, but with an element of truth, we were talking about substances or mm-hmm. I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about marijuana or something, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, don't worry. And like, you know, a couple of years, it'll be completely fine in the church. So, yeah, <laughs> I, that's true. I mean, they, it, you know, it we is, just keep welcoming true. more yeah. and more yep. and, and stuff it, in the church. I think the thing is, too, is, is as we're welcoming it more and more, you're you're having those factions, right? You have that. I mean, I mean, look at the Presbyterian church. It's like, you know, the Presbyterian yeah. church is Presbyterian church. And then all of a sudden they're like, OK, you know, a gay marriage is fine. And it's like <laughs> now you have two Presbyterian churches, you know, and each one of these like hardline issues are, are fracturing these, you know, churches, you know, I feel like marijuana is going to be another one of those. It's like, if it gets legalized, it's like, well, you know, we're the, you know, the, you're going to mm-hmm. have that, the split there where it's okay. And the, the split that it's not okay. You know? Yeah. It's just, it just keeps, we live in this, you know, that's down. where it's, you know, again, grace and religion. It's such a, I don't I don't know, fine line or whatever it might be, but there's really an element of wisdom that we have to keep, operating in is like you know too much grace yeah you know too much religion too much yeah. grace too much religion yeah you know because we can look at like we live in an area where there's uh, amish just north of us yeah we don't see them very often like right here but we have amish we have mennonites and so even in our area sometimes when we go to brahms or something we'll see some of those ladies you know with the bun on their hair and uh those kind of things we we're walking around the square the uh, in our local area we were walking around and saw some spanish church and, you know, the ladies with stuff on their head and, yeah. you know, super long skirts. And there's, you know, we can kind of mock that a little bit, but there's a beauty. There there was a point to that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just to, like, make women feel ugly and not yeah. beautiful and yeah. make them look weird. There was a real point to that. And the point was holiness to God, being separate from the world. That's, like, yeah. you know, we're supposed to have a sense of holiness to our our lives, you know. There's something romantic about that, too, though. Like. I have to, I, I have to, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to join the Amish community every once in a while. Just to just go back in time, I feel like it's a time capsule, you know, and it, I feel like you'd have a lot less problems, you know, and that's one of my theories with the, with the phone, you know, and why my generation has so many issues with depression, anxiety, and stress. It's like originally a human mind could only process X amount of humans, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have your tribe and you know, you know, maybe a hundred people within that tribe, even up until, you know, recent times, the last couple centuries, you know, like the phones, our phones have opened us up to the entire world. Yeah. And the entire world's problems, you know, I, and, and I'll say even within my 30 years of being on this planet, like, you know, I grew up in the nineties, the nineties were, we're, a kid was still a kid. I didn't know anything. Yeah. You know, that was going on in the world. You know, the, when the lights turn, you know, the, Street lights turned on. We went home. You know, we played in the streets and stuff like that. At least where I grew up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know, and then nine eleven happened, and I remember being ten, and like that was my first realization of how e- like the evil that's in the world, you know, and the world's problems. Like mm-hmm. what it like terrorism. I didn't know what terror terrorism was before I was ten, right? Yeah. You know, but so now we have all the you know all the information from. You know, the Middle East to yeah. China to Russia. You have we have all this information and we're connected to all these people. And I don't think I don't feel like our brains are meant to to process all that, you know? Yeah. Too 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 much. And mm. being I kinda of bring it back here to the 
Galatians 1 a little bit, he was talking about, you know, there are people masquerading as teachers, Mm -hmm. disturbing and confusing you. I see that in Christianity, that people have too much information. You know, we've met those people that like, they're jumping from one preacher, one ministry to another, like, and they don't even know what they believe anymore. It's like, bro, you're like chasing too many people. I think that's interesting about YouTube anyway. It's like people get attached to, they'll just watch a video and just believe it. Yeah. And then yeah. they'll show like they'll they'll show you a video like hey check out this video with this information it's like well, well who is this who like who who's who's the who's who made this YouTube video They're like I don't know it's like but you're gonna believe them one hundred percent yeah you don't know who they are or what the, you know what it's like that that's I think that's what's crazy and even with the the pastors these days you know the the major pastors you got you have to have a relationship with Jesus yourself you have to have a relationship with yourself and you have to be in the Word yourself. So you can understand and know whether or not they're speaking truth or not. Well, the Bible says, "My people perish for the lack of knowledge." Right. And if you don't going to you're not going to give yourself. You're not going to get in the Word. Not going to have that relationship with Jesus, and not get that knowledge. And some some charlatans can come by, and, yeah. and you're going to get suckered. Well, it's just it, it's it's crazy that the amount of twisting that that's going on. I mean, we we talked about. Did we talk about it last week about the the church the church you found in yeah. Hollywood? Yeah, Southern California, the pastor, yeah. hypnotist, entrepreneur, yeah. pastor, wife, active porn star in the like, adult industry. How like <laughs> how does that even even like why why would you think that's even okay? Like yeah. you know, if you're in scripture, that doesn't make sense, but there it is, you know, and and I think this is the thing that I that that, that God's word is true, right? Yep. And if you apply God's principles to your life, right, you're gonna have some, you know, you're gonna have God's response from that, right? Well, tithe, you know, if you give your tithe, you know, God's word is true. Yep. Do you think that, you know, even even in some like even with that church, you know, like, are you gonna see some you know, bits of God's truth in your life from that. And then believe mm-hmm. that that church is, is like, Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm getting a lot out of this. I, you know, I've seen God here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, even though that they've twisted the word just enough, yeah, it twisted the like, well, I'm not just Perver- enough, yeah. but it's like perverted it. it yeah. It's know? not a word we use or like to use, but it, you know, it's basically again, what the Bible calls it in one sense, a perversion. It's the yeah. twisting right. of the gospel. And, and we are, I, I mean, it's scary times. I didn't. Regards. I didn't go and read the article or anything. But um, are they just relying on grace, like, like God loves us, and you know we're going to heaven regardless of what we do? Yeah. <laughs> like the, well, it's it's so it was so weird because the lady was like, you know, I've had a lot of hurt and pain, and you know, why are people judging me? And you know, it's I can't believe people won't allow me to be me. And, right. you know, that's, again, that's not the gospel. The God, the God, we didn't get saved by the grace and mercy of God so that we can be who we were before Christ. Right. Well, look at Mary. <laughs> we're supposed to look be at Mary. New. I mean, it was kind of the same situation, Different right? Yeah. Like she, she's a prostitute, right? Yeah. And then, and then met Jesus and then cha- yeah. changed everything. Yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But then you have somebody here that's going to start a church and be like, well, I'm still going to actively do this. And proclaim the gospel because there's there's no there's no end to me there's no end to that thinking the extremes being like and I think you know we've all heard this discussion before which I think is valid so if that's true then we have the guy who's a child molester right that says yeah 
I, I, I have always had these feelings for children mm-hmm. sexually and I just can't get rid of it. So it must be God. Yeah. I, I'm, are we willing to, you know, we wouldn't embrace yeah. that. I, yeah. you know, and well, that's, that's just our society too. We keep pushing this boundary back, you know, it's like, in the reality, reality you go into homosexuality, it's like, you know, people are going to make their decisions. People are going to do what they're going to do, but we keep pushing this line back, you know, 30, 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, you know, it, obviously violence isn't the answer, but a lot of these people would have been ran out of, of town, like homosexuals. And they were, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying that that's Which, right. I'm not saying, yeah. that, I'm not saying it's right, you know, but we keep pushing this line back. And I feel like the line is pushed back right now yeah. to, uh, Pedoph- pedophiles that's where we're sitting right now yeah. you know and like in 20 years that line re- receding it's eventually going to lead to like that's okay you know and i've seen comments from from people that's like well if the parents are are, are okay with it, it's fine like excuse me yeah what like yeah. I, I just don't understand you know and in, as as my grandma used to say the world's going to hell in a handbasket right and it's just, it's just, you well, know. well, we've got not a lot of national. I mean, I was listening to John MacArthur a few weeks ago. I don't think I talked to pastor about that a few weeks ago, but he was talking about the stages of a society goes through. That's going in a bad direction. You know, they, they, you know, they reject God. Then they go into like the sexual revolution. Yeah. Then they go into a homosexual revolution Then they go into like basically national insanity. Yeah. And he's like, we're pretty much at the point where well, we're basically we national insanity. Absolutely. Cause that God gives, you know, God eventually, you know, like in the Bible and Romans, gives them over to to a depraved mind mm-hmm. because they rejected God. So they, they started lusting after one another and committing more unnatural acts with one another. Yeah. And they got the depraved mind. Yeah. And, and that's basically where we're at. And, you know, as far as, far as you know, all, you know, the Bible says in the last days that people are going to, will seek out those that will tickle their ears. Yeah. They don't, they, 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 they won't, they don't want the sound doctrine right. of the gospel. They want, somebody will tickle their ears, you know, Hey, God wants to give you money, you know, health, yeah. wealth and all that stuff. But there's no preaching of holiness that God, you know, without holiness, no man's yeah. going to see God. God, this is God's, what his expectation of you is holiness. Yeah. And, and there's a standard of living that God expects of you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to follow Jesus, you, you, there's a standard, there's a standard God expects of you. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and your desire shouldn't be for me. I should be desire to be like Jesus. Not to be like me. So if I like say if you identified as a homosexual or this, that that God expects me to be like Jesus, not to be be like me. Right. I got to be like Jesus. Yeah. So that should be the goal of every true Christian is to be like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What's your takeaway there, Big Ben, for guys today in the midst of this discussion we're having right now? What do you mean, my takeaway? Uh, your encouragement, your practical kind of application word that we can share with guys. Mine would be just that it's that, um, you know, as we're talking through these things today is just to keep taking personal ownership over your relationship with Christ yeah. now more than ever is that you, you can't be half hearted in it. You know, it's, it's, we, we are really living in a time that it, it, your the summation of your Christianity has to be more than I kind of read the word every once in a while. I just go to, you know, that you're, you're taking hold of your salvation and your relationship and your walk with Christ. Because if you are not um, taking ownership over that, you are susceptible to a a plethora of things that are now invading our, our world, you know, uh, from uh, bad teaching, uh, bad religion, sexual sin, substances, 
I mean, we really have to, in this time, in this hour, take a real personal ownership over our faith to make sure that we're walking in truth yeah. and, and let it become, uh, you know, an, an evaluation that we're going through on a consistent basis. You know, like I, I now will make my, um, <laughs> my biking illustration. It is good. Like when, you know, now I have like my app, you know, where I'm looking at, you know, I'm, I'm constantly looking at where I'm at mm-hmm. in, in the progression of this thing, you know, that I'm doing. And it should be something we do in our spiritual life. We're constantly looking at like, where I'm at, where I'm, where am I at, where I'm at, I'm in this race, where I'm at in my training, where I'm, you know, it's kind of that same application to our spiritual life. Where am I at right now? Am I weak in this area? I need, I need to pick this up. Am, am I tracking good? Am I weak? Okay. That was a bad day. That's okay. I'm going to have bad days every once in a while, but I, I need to pick it up this day. What, you know, what are the goals, what I'm shooting for that, that whole concept of just really taking ownership over our relationship with Christ, yeah. not relying on other people. You know, we need all these other things, but anyway, we need it. I think, I think Christians today need to have a self-aware moment. You know, like, like that moment that you're looking in the mirror and you're looking at yourself in the eye and you realize your existence, you know, you know what I'm talking about? That, that weird moment. We need to make a, we need to make the realization that we have control over our actions. Right. And we need to get out of autopilot because I feel like it's yeah. very easy to, from just the mundane of, of life to, to go, you know, ebb and flow. And then eventually you just like, you don't even realize your your distance from God, right? <clears throat> you need to have that self aware moment, like, hey, you know, in the in the midst of the, the chaos in, of the world that's going on, you know, and the misinformation, what's true, what's false, you know, everything's true and everything's false at the same time. It's like, well, right now, the only thing that I know to be absolutely true is God's word. Yep, yeah, you know? Amen. And we need to get into God's word. We need to understand it. It needs to be in us, you know. And we need to bring other people along, you know, and that's, you need, you need to just stand your ground and start building yourself up because, you know, we're out of shape Christians, honestly. Yeah. Especially in, in, in the United States where we're not persecuted and we're not, you know, and, and I I gave this, I gave this illustration. It's like, you've got three temperatures, temperatures of coffee. You've got hot coffee, lukewarm coffee and cold coffee. You know, cold coffee is like, I don't believe in God, obviously, but you know, right now you have lukewarm coffee and, and hot coffee. If you pour lukewarm coffee in hot coffee, you have lukewarm coffee. Yep. Right. So with persecution, you eliminate that lukewarm coffee. So then that hot coffee, it's, it's unity. Everybody's of one mind, you know, together. And that's what it needs to be. We need to stop watering it down for people, you know? Well, I'm of the conviction that as far as persecution, I was like, well, I was like, well, persecution coming. I believe it's already here. Yeah. Because you look in the world, I mean, you look in the world around you. I mean, just, just yesterday they passed a, a, a the house is getting ready to pass a, the a new abortion bill, mm-hmm. allowing abortion all the way up to birth. Yeah. And, and from what I read, I had to verify it, but what I read was that any doctor who like consciously says, I don't want to do it because I don't believe it fired. So wow. now they're going to lose their jobs. And you also got, you know, so now the new norm is you do what you're told or you lose your job or your yeah. livelihood. And well, so that's, that's even, you know, even that's with these tip of the iceberg. The, and I don't want to get into this round either, but the va- vaccine mandates, you know, they're requiring people to, to have a vaccine to work. Yeah. Like, like seriously, yeah. you know, and, and not only that, but nurses that have been in the front lines of COVID for this entire time. And you're going to tell them that, you know. Well, yeah, New York's already getting ready to activate their National Guard because they're they're going to have a 
nursing shortage. So yeah. they're going to actively National right. Guard to go in and do their thing. I don't. It's, uh, I'll end with this story here. Uh, well, I, I just had a picture of Wally. Have you seen the movie Wally, yeah. Pixar? Oh, yeah. So, all in Wally, I just looked it up here quick. All the humans, like when he interacts with them, they're all fat. Yeah. And they just float around. They don't actually walk anymore. They don't, they're just they're existing on, they're in chairs. They're yeah. on tech. You know, it kind of reminds me that's a mental picture I'm getting of the church today. Kind of yeah. like we've gotten so fat, we don't even walk anymore. Yeah. We don't move we're you know dependent and now you know we've moved into this lazy state of christianity yeah Yeah. and it brings us to this place where we're at and then we have to wake up and yeah but yeah but if if you look at it and and i don't i can't really say too much because i love little debbie but you know if you if you constantly eat bad (laughs) bad food you know if you constantly eat bad food you, you know your body's out of shape but if you eat healthy food and exercise day after day after day after day after day you know when you have to run away from whatever it is you have to run away from, you're going to be physically fit. It's the same, same yeah. with the word. If you get in the word and you're praying and you have a relationship with God day after day, after day, after day, after day, those trials that come, those, those problems that come aren't going to be as, as difficult to hurdle over if, as if you, you know, if you were eating little Debbie, it's kind of harder to jump over a wall. <laughs> and it's like, I, you know, you know, and I, and I, you know, I got, you know, as Christians, we feel what the the pressure and the, and the the trials I mean I just I just can't fathom how somebody who doesn't have Jesus can go through that mess. No, me neither. I've I with my wife and I've had conversations like that all the time. It's like I don't know how people do this life without Jesus, and it's obvious. I mean, it's like I understand why why people get to a place where they they want to they just want to end their life. You know, it's like if you have zero hope whatsoever, zero hope of anything, and zero hope of anything after this life, it's like. It's like I don't know how people do without Jesus. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm thankful for Jesus because I tell you what, if I were Jesus, I'd I'd probably be in a loony bin or somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We might not be in the space force, guys, but we are in the Jesus force, and oh, yeah. we have to keep following Him each and every day. So, guys, thanks for hanging with us on this discussion. We'll talk to everybody next time. All right.